0: I've lived in Northern Monmouth County in New Jersey my entire life. I've been a fiction writer, actor, playwright, blogger, gourmet chef, home renovator, event planner, landscape architect, and decorator. I'm married to a professional drummer who is also an award-winning photographer, so the arts have always been really important to me. There are so many people in this part of New Jersey that are involved in the arts, and I am planning to talk to all of them. Well, maybe not all of them, but a lot of them. And I'm inviting you to listen in. I'm Lucilla Sapio, talking arts and culture, and this is Hazlitt Coffee Talk my guest today kathy reed is best known for co-producing the dam site dinner theater for over a decade mostly with her partner dennis lynch as Dencath productions but kathy has literally started the acting careers of thousands of new jersey actors and other theatrical backstage workers but her career includes so much more she started out as miss new jersey hemisphere and then she ran beauty contests she was an actor a singer of course a producer and after the dam site Kathy and her business partner, husband, John Dwyer, started Murder on Q Mystery Company, which basically started the whole murder mystery industry in New Jersey. Eventually, they segued into corporate team building. Kathy is one of my oldest friends and an incredible person, and I'm so glad to have her here today. So today, I am here with Kathy Reed. Hello, Kathy. Hi, Lucille. It's so good to see you again. We haven't seen each other since the start of the coronavirus. So uh, Kathy and I have been friends for, let's say, a long time. You want a year? Do you know the year? I would believe it's 1976, and I think it was May. I think you're right, yes. I was about four years old at the time. Yes. (laughs) I was five. <laughs> so let me start out by asking you, as as a producer of the Dam Site Dinner Theater, and for those of you who don't know, the Dam Site Dinner Theater was in Tinton Falls, and I think I worked there for about 10 years. How long was the dinner theater? 75 to 87. So you and Dennis Lynch took over the top floor of, of an old mill that was a restaurant, and you um, cultivated a really rich, exciting environment for probably thousands of actors. But you got your start in show business a little earlier didn't you?
1: Yes my my dad was an entertainer my father's whole family was in entertainment so it's kind of in my blood and my sisters, but I did a lot of community theater as well as I sang in a rock band huh. at the same time while I was doing the community What theater. was the name of the band that you sang? Duquesne's. The Duquesne's. Duquesne, after I quit the band and eventually ended up at a theater called the Barn Theater in Rumson where in a Rumson. lot of right. actors yeah, ended like up.
0: Yeah, Billy Van Zant and Jane Milmore got their start there. And Billy did, he did a lot of shows there. That's where I, where I first met Billy.
1: I remember driving him home one night after a show. He
0: had his whole life planned out. And I think he achieved most of it. When we worked at the dam site, and for those of you who don't already know it, I I was an actor at the dam site. So give us some history on the dam site.
1: A a woman whose hair I had done had told told me about this place, the dam site, told me about this room upstairs. She said it was really cool room, blah, blah, blah. And we talked them into letting us do dinner theater in the upstairs room. Then we had a garage sale, and that's how we kind of started financing it. I stayed working with my job so I was able to put the money in that we needed as we went along. Dennis
0: didn't work so he did a lot of the press releases and all that. Kathy acted on stage in the beginning but then you stopped and you started working more behind the scenes. Well in the beginning it was kind of a necessary evil. Either we couldn't find someone or for
1: budget reasons so I was in almost every play in the beginning Dennis and Dennis and I were. After uh, we became known it was a little easier to get people to attract yeah and we also were able to have the courage to assume we could
0: at least pay someone now one of the traditions on the last show of every run, and we did every show ran about five weeks, right? In the later years, it did. In the beginning, though, it was maybe two. Regardless of how long the show ran, the last show was the night that all the actors played practical jokes on each other. But the trick mm-hmm. was, you had you could play a joke, but you couldn't let the audience know that you were playing a joke on somebody.
1: Yeah, I don't know that that always was successful, but <laughs> in fact, I can. Sure, it wasn't. Do you know how that started? I just used to do it all the time. Oh, That's yeah. all I know. I know I, I was, I tortured people all the time. Dennis did not enjoy it. Dennis was pretty serious. He did not enjoy the practical jokes as much. But I will tell you, I believe that that type of uh, irreverent performing <laughs> led to really good actors, quick on their feet, quick mm. to think. Those actors, everyone that worked at the damn site, every actor developed a skill
0: of farce and being quick on their feet, improv, so right. good. Because a lot of people don't realize that improvisational acting is so different from stage acting. No, oh, Absolutely. You know, some people can be great stage actors, and yet be totally unable to improvise but you're right by doing those kind of practical jokes you had to learn how to improvise as well
1: as because we did so many shows sometimes something happened they got sick and we did not have understudies Mm. everybody was so quick on their feet and so able to really develop a skill where they could step in and we had numerous times
0: that that happened You've seen several people that you've employed as actors go on to success and even, and sometimes fame. Billy Van Zandt and Jane Milmore became very successful television writers. I know Billy was in Taps and, and well, Jaws yeah, right. too. Who else has gone on to some degree of fame?
1: There's one fellow that I can just say, because I see him all the time, Jimmy Ortlieb, his name is. He's a character actor. Um, I know he did uh, Renfield with us in, Drac- yeah, in Dracula, yeah, he did Renfield. The biggest, most difficult thing to do is to select a play. Of course, to me, if for dinner theater, especially for our dinner theater, I knew sex sold. So there were always uh, a lot of sex farces. So always sex farces. So yeah. I would go to New York and I would go pick up scrim. And I found this, this record called Cleavage. Well, I decided I wanted this. It was on Broadway for one day, so I managed to track the wife down, Rita Sheffield. And they told me I, that I could not have that, but they wanted to develop a new show, and I could use that. So we premiered that. Uh, that show did really, really well, but mm. it was
0: one time. That was it. Right, It was done right. one time. So you were you were the um, off-Broadway um, opening for
1: <laughs> Yeah. Rita is very bubbly personality so she became very friendly with bruce so bruce came to see them a couple of times in this show
0: for those who don't know who she means she oh, means bruce springsteen bruce
1: springsteen <laughs> sorry <laughs> but bruce came as well many times to see billy of course because steve is billy's brother billy's he brother steve alive. van zane which
0: i was fortunate enough to produce the yeah. first eight i think it was of their shows and now after you left the damn site not not immediately, but shortly thereafter, you started a murder mystery company called Murder on Cue, yes. and this is where once again you and I worked together. In the early days, your company was the house entertainment at Magnolia Magnolia mm-hmm. Inn, and you produced a a dizzying number of different shows there and at other venues. We did also, them every week, there, right? Too, yeah. So. Well, what was the what would you say is the strangest show you had? Not so much the the script, but the oh group God, of people. Oh my God, the audience!
1: Oh my God, Lucille, there's so many.
0: I mean, we did one, it was in New York, somewhere
1: in New York, and it was a private party. We were hired for the private party, and little did we know, they were all high. They were all uh, on what?
0: Coke. Oh, they were yeah. all high. Yes,
1: oh. I mean, but I'm talking dangerously high. They wanted all the actors to um, partake and it was frightening really. So we did it quickly and left. <laughs> I will tell you though, mo- 99% of the time, we had wonderful people, wonderful house parties. We did a surprise birthday party, a customized surprise birthday party for Kevin Jonas, his wife, that was a few years of ago. Of the Jonas Brothers? Yeah, yeah. We used- had a butler and <laughs> so she was surprised, she was expecting a Dean Martin um, look-alike singer. <laughs> I think in the end she
0: wanted to know if was Dean Martin still coming. <laughs> like, hmm. Well, of course, one of my favorite shows was *Mamma Mia, at a Murder*. Yes, which was the Italian engagement party. Um, and that part we wrote for you, Lucille. That was a, that was a great part, Carmella Mozzarella. So,
1: how did you get the idea for that show? John being an Italian, so we thought. This is was, John Dwyer. John, my husband, John, also my partner. We wrote it for his friend, Vinny. Yeah, and it was about him. Yeah, it was. And then another Frankie was based on someone that I knew. You know,
0: well, that that was a fun Camilla. show because, again, that was, it was scripted, but it was also a lot of improv. So we, we got to really develop the characters. And that was one of the things about murder mystery shows. The actors really get to develop the characters. They get to really become those characters and can decide what would, what would, what would Camilla Mozzarella do if, if her curlers wouldn't come out of her hair. So I had there was the, yeah. all that improvisation that made it made it really fun for the actors. We've done a lot of really, really interesting murder mysteries in the beginning.
1: You know, people asked us if we would come and do it for them after they saw them at the Magnolia. But it eventually developed into team building like it used to do quite a few hunts in Washington, D.C. in the, in the mall. But uh, no, we've done a lot of really interesting team building. We, we did one show that was really interesting, fascinating to put together. We did in conjunction with the opening of the Dick Tracy movie. It was Quaker Oats that asked us. Quaker Oats was one of the sponsors, I believe. And we went on to do something then a tour up to um, Vermont for Quaker uh, Oats to do in the conjunction for, I think they were, they were opening, or they were starting a new um, pet food. Mm. But we went in a, in a large van and we went from there to the Bavarian Manor. Oh, was good. I was just going to bring up the Bavarian Manor. That was a frightening trip. <laughs> it was a 15-passenger van, and let me tell you, being being stuck with 15 actors
0: in a van like <laughs> that—that was that was a trying trip. The Bavarian Manor was a place you would do a, You would do weekend murder mysteries. Mm-hmm. We started on Saturday, but they they had some
1: sort of a hunt on Friday, and we started on Saturday. But Madeline Kahn got her start there. Oh, really? She was a singing waitress. That was a great place though. The audience had such a fabulous time,
0: Mm. fabulous time. Now, now, other than me, who were some of your favorite people to work with? Oh (laughs) goodness. (laughs) Either on stage or behind the scenes. Dennis was hard, though. Dennis, Dennis Lynch, original partner.
1: Yeah. yeah, he was hard, because uh, Dennis was very, yeah. Uh, yeah. he was a perfectionist. But an he was, excellent actor. Yes. Such he was, a good actor. He was a fine actor. But he was he was picky. He didn't want fooling around. So, yeah. of course, I loved to fool around, which led me to think of Jean. Yeah. I love Jane Millmore. Because I used to play practical jokes on her while she was on stage. I would torture her. And I she hated it. <laughs> she hated it. Oh, my God, I used to love... T- she tickled me to death. About the tickling <laughs> her, and of course Billy, very serious. Billy did not like fooling no, around. No, he didn't like joking. Oh around. No, no, he no, did no. not
0: like fooling around at all. And of course, at the damn site, there was plenty of it around him. And which is funny because his stuff was always very funny that he wrote. Oh, yeah. But you would think that he would be like a joker, but he oh, was no, definitely no, no. All business.
1: Busy, Billy was very serious, and I mean, tr- during his shows, no, there was mm-hmm. no fooling around. Well, I mean, there's so many. I lived, everybody that
0: I performed with, I loved performing with them. Otherwise, I would not have had them at that end right. site. I know, there were some people that they, they were there once and they never came back. Sometimes it was real obvious reasons. I was very proud of the fact that I had a really good knack for picking people.
1: And for me, the number one thing was I had to trust the person. Obviously, they'd have to be skillful. But because they dealt so close with the audience, it was important to me that they had a good rapport with yeah. other people people because that was important
0: yeah and you couldn't afford to have someone that wouldn't show up because like you said no understudies do you think that there is a future for local theater I fear for theater period because of the coronavirus
1: I should hope it comes back but you know obviously right now that's not an option but in
0: terms of local theater, back in the day, there was the dam site, there was the barn, there was the Mammoth Players. Now we do have the Homedale Theater Company. Is there a, a future in theater in this area? I, I would think so. And remember, and the demand for murder mysteries is
1: not as much as it was before either. But I everything does go in cycles. I mean, yeah. we saw that with murder mysteries. We I mean, because we've been doing them for so long. And we saw them fade away for a while and then come back. I mean, there was a time when we started college touring in 94, I think. I mean, we were doing like 40 a month. Now I'm serious, all over the country.
0: So that was when it was at its peak. Well, I can see actually as a result of the coronavirus, there is a possibility that murder mysteries might actually make a comeback because you could have it in someone's home. It can be limited to the number of people that are there. The actors can be separated from the people that are watching it. So it might be a safer way to go to the theater.
1: I mean, I don't know that I would want to put someone in harm's, an actor in harm's. Well, I wouldn't say I, now. I'm yeah, saying you know, in a year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Does your um, company, Murder on Q, have a website?
1: We do, Kathy Reed Productions. So the since we morphed into doing so many other things, um, it's Kathy Reed Productions. Dot um, com. Yes. We're also team building and more as well. So that was all the team building .com, we did. Dot Yeah. Um, and then of course Murder on Q mysteries.
0: If somebody said to you that they wanted to start a theater in the area what would be your your advice to them? You know I never
1: like to discourage anyone from doing anything and I think and I think entertainment can be people can be easily deterred from going into entertainment because it is so very 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 difficult what no matter what you want to do and obviously there are a lot of hurdles for live theater everything from the space to the amount of money you're gonna need to put it together everything from lights to sets i mean i just want costumes yeah. yeah i mean just before the actors even walk in there's so much of a cost i don't believe in in discouraging anyone from anything so advice I would say whatever you want to do make sure you know that you have an audience you pick the correct product that is the most important thing is picking in the show I mean you have to know something that's going to sell so we used to hand out these questionnaires all the time and ask people what they wanted to see so one of the shows that they kept saying was who's afraid of Virginia Wolf." so we <laughs> did who's afraid of Virginia Wolf," and we got an excellent review and that yeah. show was not a success yeah.
0: I'm thinking of some of the shows like, Hey, Naked Lady, oh Right God. Bed, Wrong Husband. Who Goes Bare, In One Bed, Out the in Other. In One Bed and Out the Other. I mean, it was, you know, a sex farce. I mean, they're mild by today's standards. Oh, God,
1: yes. Very mild. I had to go search and define a course, that by today's standards is kind of like a dress. Uh-huh. And before one show was selected, we might have read 10 or 15. Yeah we read to page 10 if it didn't get if us by page 10 we tossed it because our audiences needed a quick fix i think in the beginning you know when the actors that came everybody was not prepared for the type of farce that we did <laughs> i remember saying to so many i would just say you have to forget everything oh, you ever yeah. learned right forget what
0: you learned yep. in school in acting school
1: <laughs> i mean i would see you know people not enjoying themselves and being tense and not being able to let go and yeah. doing farce. You
0: had to let go yeah you had to let go I believe it's, it's a lot harder to do comedy than to do drama because oh, absolutely. you know yeah. with comedy you really have to
1: you have to kind of play it straight I used to tell everyone again and again I probably told you you have to believe what you're saying right. and what you're doing you can't You can't telegraph the joke to the audience, or you can't show them you don't believe it. You have to be and live that insane, wacky character, character, which is, I know, is obviously very difficult
0: with a lot of characters. Yeah. Kathy, it has been great talking with you down memory lane here. And I'm sure there are loads of people in this part of New Jersey who thank you for your contributions to art and culture, especially. All the actors that you gave work to.
1: (laughs) But you know I have to thank them for a lifetime my lifetime of memories and friends. They enriched my life and I never had children and most of them they were my children. (laughs) Uh, They are my family, continue to be my family.
0: Well thank you again Kathy. I enjoyed this. Be safe, be well. I love the arts and I love to talk and that's why I'm talking to local artists. And if you like listening, then subscribe to my podcast. You can do it on this page, on iTunes, or anywhere you get podcasts. I'm Lucila Sapio, and this is Hazlitt Coffee Talk.